when I do that, it's amazing. So I have to counter my natural personality, which likes to have freedom and do things when I feel like it and, and do a couple things consistently. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we are back with Patrick Lencioni after our interview in show 549 on being the ideal team player. Make sure that you don't miss that show. In this one, we go behind the scenes with Patrick, follow his struggles and healthy habits, following the Ziggler Wheel of Life and those seven spokes. Some highlights. He's a lifetime athlete but struggles with hip and knee issues. He's cut way back on sugar, especially habits like downing a whole bag of red vines. His biggest family challenge is just too many activities within the family. His mental regimen has three components, exercise, sleep, and silence. He attends mass every day for half an hour and feels it's the best thing he does all day. In his career, he always wants to be taking some risks and not be found overprotecting the last best thing. I thought that was a great line. On the personal front, he says he's terrible at taking time to do things he just enjoys and doesn't nurture friendships enough either. He loves going to the movies. Well, folks, you can connect with Patrick at tablegroup.com slash hub. And of course, find his book, The Ideal Team Player there or wherever you buy your books. Okay, folks, now I bring you Patrick Lencioni. All right. Well, Patrick, looking at the Ziggler Wheel of Life and these seven spokes of success, I'm sure you haven't gotten where you are without some intentional daily and consistent behavior. So we're going to go through these and look at, again, where is your you know greatest struggle? Where has it been maybe? And then what are you doing to be healthy in each of these areas? And we start off number one with physical health and well-being. What's going on in that arena in your life? So I've had a challenge in that area. I was, a, I was an athlete my whole life, which sometimes is a problem because when, when competition stops, a lot of athletes don't continue. But I was a runner and a football player and basketball and stuff. But I, um, but I always decided I needed to keep running. And so cardio was always very important to me. Um, I've s- since then learned for a few reasons that I need to do more muscle things and I need to exercise every day. I love the idea that you should sweat every day. Mm-hmm. I saw a woman with a t-shirt. I said, just sweat every day. And because I can't run anymore or right now I can't because I have a hip issue and knee issues, I'm making myself do um, cardio stuff on a, on a tread, uh, on a uh, elliptical. But, yeah. but the key to me is for my, the, the physical and the emotional and mental go together because when I exercise, I do much better. So I try to, exercise four or five times a week. I'm also stretching a ton right now because I realized that I was, I was shrinking. I mean, I, I always thought that was just something about getting older, but I wasn't stretching and yeah. stretching makes me feel differently. So I, I, I have a, this chiropractor guy I go to that's into all kinds of stuff and he's helping me deal with my issues. So I'm, I'm recommitted, not as an athlete, but as a person to exercise, stretching and physical um, activity. Yeah, that one, that one's my too. And I want to still be an athlete, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise here and stretching is my current uh, thing. Stretching and meditating is what I'm being called to do by the, the powers that I put in my life. Neither of which would I rather ever do ever, but silence is one of those things uh, that, that society is so afraid of. Yeah. We fill up every moment. We're so uncomfortable and we're so easily bored and, um, Silence. So you talked about meditation and that mm-hmm. I, I, I pray and be silent with God every, try to do that every day, but it's hard. 
That part, that part is good. The whole clearing your mind is difficult. So prayer is my best spot in that. How about on the nutritional side of, of physical? What do you do in there? Um, I am really trying to cut way back on sugar and, and drinking sugar. You know, you know, we grew, I grew up in this area. You're younger than I am, but I grew up in this area, or at least you look like it on, on camera. I'm looking at you right now. A little bit. But where, where carbs were good. Uh-huh. and and sugar I could burn off. It was it was all just avoid fat. So I, I would eat a whole pack of red vines because it was naturally fat-free. <laughs> yeah. Remember that era? Fat-free <laughs> and, and gluten-free, yeah. Exactly. And I'd, I'd go and, and eat a whole thing of uh, pastries that were fat-free. Now, So what I realize now is sugar is the big problem for me. So I'm, I'm trying to drink no sugar mm-hmm. and, and cut out direct sources of sugar, trying to eat more fruit. God gives us the best candy in the world, mm-hmm. and yet I wouldn't eat it, and I would eat sugar. So sugar's big. I'm trying to cut back on carbs a lot. Um, I, I, I'd like to limit red meat, although I, a little bit, so eat more chicken and turkey. But, and my wife is on a great diet right now. But I'm also just realizing this. It's, I don't need as much food as I thought, and yeah. I would eat for the wrong reasons. So I'm just cutting back on portions, and man, does it make a difference. So. It, it does. It does. Well, how about family? And we talked in the last show, and I know family is a big focus uh, of yours. You've got a wife, and you got four kids, two twins. And what do you do family-wise? Well, I would say, what are, what are some of the challenges you have for the family health, too? And then what do you do to gain health for your family life? I think the biggest challenge in society right now, at least for our family and for a lot of others, is activities. There's just too many. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I always said, we should have homeschooled. We should have homeschooled, you know, and you've done some homeschooling. And, and I, it, that's not necessarily the only solution, but I think it can be good. More time spent together as a family is a good thing. And I honestly believe I'm a believer in God and I believe in the devil. I think he's, he wants our kids to be on more travel underwater lacrosse teams, you know, <laughs> just like keep them busy. C.S. Lewis said in his book, uh, what was the book, uh, the um, Wormwood, what was that called? Uh, screw tape. Uh, the screw tape letters. Yeah. Just keep them busy. The devil is like, just keep them busy. Don't let them think about me. Yeah. And I'm realizing now it's better if my sons aren't playing year round everything and involved in every activity and that we just do things together. Yeah. My kids love going to dinner with me and just talking. And yet for, for years, we didn't have time to do that because we had to sign them up for this and run them to this practice. And it doesn't pay off in the end. Of, we just realized there was no there there. Yeah. Frankly, my kids aren't going to be professional athletes, nor would I want them to after knowing professional athletes who have only one thing in their life. Yeah. So it's pairing back, cutting back on activities, spending more time at home with my kids. That's the big family thing. More time with my wife. Yeah just doing simple, good things with her. Um, and so that's, that's my big family thing is spending more time together. Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm with you on the activities. We have to cut out a lot of good activities to save the great. And that's, it's difficult. That's that's difficult. Well, mental is the next one. And you spoke to that to a degree already saying that you, your physical and mental well-being you put together. So, uh, I'm going to take it that number one on your mental side is keeping yourself well physically. Yeah. It's, it's, I would say exercise, uh-huh. sleep and, and which I'm working on cause that's hard for me. And, and then also silence. I mean, you can't be mentally healthy if you're not sitting and thinking and, and, and not worrying, but just kind of, you know, reflecting and, and being silent. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, financial, and this can be, obviously you have done well with, uh, with business and I'm sure there's some things that you still employ financially, but there's probably some things you did in the past. Come on, you're a Dave Ramsey buddy, you know, so some things that you did in the, in the past with finances to help yourself get to that level of wellness. But yeah, what are, what are some of the things you employ financially habits? So, so I am not a dis, I'm not a, a, a detail oriented person. And I always said the only reason to, to make good money is to, and, and, and there's many reasons to share it and to do good things, but is to, to allow yourself not to fret over things um, because I'm really bad at details. So I think what my wife and I have done, and she's not good at details either. I dare say she's worse than I am. She'd even say that, you know, we, she and I are like, ah, the blind leaving the blind. Uh-huh. So what we decided to do is, is live below our means. You know what I mean? Like to be, and, and I would say we are, um, pound wise and penny foolish. What I mean is we tr- we don't do big things. Like we don't go, we, we like people are like, you should get a, a second house in Lake Tahoe. And we're like, no, we don't really need that. But if we have, if we forget where we put something, we have to buy another, we're not going to fret over that, yeah. but we're not going to extend ourselves so that we're putting ourselves in danger. We, we we're, my wife is very generous and taught me a lot about generosity. So we try to give to others. But we're not very good at like counting it all up and knowing exactly where everything is. We, the other thing we did is we actually asked somebody else to do that for us. Yeah. So we, because we know we're bad at this, we utilize a financial planner who isn't just like, here's where you should invest your money because we're not big investors. They're really much more about keeping their eye on us mm. to make sure we don't do anything stupid. Because my wife and I are just, we're very creative. We're very into our kids. We like to come up with new ideas. And if we spent a lot of time doing accounting and, and detailed bookkeeping, we would die and we wouldn't um, do the other things we're good at. So, so outsourcing some of that so that we're being wise is, is big for us. Amen. Amen. Got a couple quick notes for you. First, we've had Jordan Harbinger on the show a couple times. He has a, a massively popular podcast, The Art of Charm. It's the modern day how to win friends and influence people. Well, he has just gone over and launched his own show, The Jordan Harbinger Show. Really recommend you go check it out now, wherever you get your podcast. And then I want to invite you personally to the Elevating Entrepreneur Summer. This month, my friend Jeb Deb Johnston uh, has put together a free online event with over 25 experts, including myself, to help entrepreneurs experience more time and money freedom. I mean, there's no end of information on entrepreneurship available, and I'm well aware of that, uh, which is why I agreed to be part of this event. Instead of hearing one person's take on entrepreneurial success that fits them but may not fit you, Deb's compiled 25 very successful entrepreneurs representing different ages, genders, background, products, services, even nationalities, as Deb hails from Australia. Each expert is going to give their high-level counsel on the the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck and how to stop those patterns on their most successful marketing, public relations and sales strategies. And we'll all share our favorite tools and overall just focus on how to have a successful, consistent business that doesn't overtake your life. It helps support the lifestyle you believe is best for you. It happens March 12, 2018. It's free. All 25 expert entrepreneurs were required to provide a highly valuable and free gift to all attendees. So you can register now at Zig Show com slash elevate. That's zigshow.com slash elevate. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show.
Next spoke is spiritual, which I know is not only the uh, an important thing, but as you said in the last show, it is the important thing. But again, what are the what are the habits that you employ to keep yourself vibrant spiritually? Yeah, and Zig probably keeps this last because it's the most important, which means we should do it first. Because if I'm not right here, then all the other things are very difficult to maintain yeah. and it don't make sense. So for me, being a non-disciplined person, Kevin, I've learned that I need to build in some discipline. Because even though I don't feel like doing something in the moment, that doesn't mean it's not the right thing. I mean, St. Paul even said, why do I do the things that aren't good for me and don't want to yeah. do the things that are good for me? Yeah. So I go to mass. I'm Catholic. I go to mass most every day. which is so counter to my personality because that means I have to show up and do something. And it's a half hour of, of going to mass and it's the best thing I do all day. And I dare say every time I'm like, Oh, I wish I didn't have to do this because I wish I could just do it when I felt like it. And I go, I'm going to go do it. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, this is the best thing I do all day. Thank you for giving me the, the persistence to do it. And then I pray every day. And now let me tell you, I, I'm much more prone to like um, spontaneous prayer and when I feel like it, but I actually commit myself to saying the rosary every day, which is not my personality. That's a structured prayer. It's, it's very much meditation, contemplating the life of Christ and praying. And when I do that, it's amazing. So I have to counter my natural personality, which likes to have freedom and do things when I feel like it and, and do a couple things consistently. And it is amazing for me. And my day, my life is different when I do that. And when I don't, it, I feel off. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the discipline to be spiritual, which is not in itself a discipline. But if I discipline myself to spend time with God and to pray, then goodness comes. Wow. That's, that's a, my thing. That's a good statement. Oh, two more spokes here. And uh, the next one is career. And you have obviously had a vibrant career life as well. But as you look at what's coming next and where you want to go and what you want to do, what are you doing to keep your career track where you want it to be? Well, what I'm trying to do is not protect it. You know what I mean? It's like oh. one of those things where I need to, I need to not worry about, about doing something if I get too conservative about, ooh, I have to protect it, then I won't do that next thing. Because every time we do a next thing, it's like, well, gee, that might, that might actually hurt the platform. Well, it's like, well, you can't, you got to trust God enough to risk it a little yeah. bit. So, like, I'm, I'm doing a whole bunch of new things, and um, each new thing is bigger than what God, I, what I thought I would ever do. And each time I'm tempted to stop. Mm. So what I'm trying to do is be trusting in, in where God is calling me and being bold enough to do it. So career for me is always taking some risk and not trying to overprotect the last thing. Mm. Now that sounds counterintuitive to most people. Cause it's like, when I say risk, it's not like financial risk. It's more like risk in terms of where I spend my time. And, and it's very easy for me to get, let's just continue to protect this flower we have. And there's bigger flowers to grow going forward. Yeah. So, so for some people, they might have the opposite advice, which is be more conservative and don't, don't fail to appreciate what you have. For me, it's easy for me to get locked up in appreciating what I have and not do the next thing. Hmm. So Interesting. So last spoke here, Patrick, is personal. And this is just for you. What are the things that you do consistently that are for you? It could be the fun things, the play, the hobbies, the things that you do that just keep you inspired. 
this is what I'm worst at. Ah. This is what I'm worst at. And as a dad and a husband and a business owner, and, and the, the good news is a lot of the work I do does this. Mm-hmm. So when, you, when you're working in an area, so I'm not completely deprived, but I, I, I'll tell you what I'm terrible at is doing something purely for enjoyment. And there's a place for that in life. And I will always opt to do what my children enjoy um, because I love them. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm living a miserable life. It's a ble- I'm so very blessed, but gosh darn it, I'm not good at saying, I love doing this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to go do it. And I realize my kids need to see me do stuff that I enjoy. So they don't grow up thinking it's all about other, about, you know, that it's all about work. Yeah. So I, I have to say that it, it, I'm guilty at this one. I, I don't nurture friendships enough. Me and one of my best friends who lives in Colorado were on the phone last night and we were saying, we value our friendship a lot. We just don't get to pour into it as much as we'd like. And I don't do a lot of activities. Like I love going to the movies, film. I, I, I'm, I always wanted to be a screenwriter and man, and I thought when I grew up, I'd take my kids to the movies. They don't even want to go anymore because they can watch things on Netflix and streaming and everything. <laughs> and if you'd asked me when I was a kid, you want to go to a movie? I didn't even care what it was. I'd go. So I should probably just go to the movies by myself a little bit more. And, um, and just spend time hanging out with friends talking. Yeah. And um, so I, I think I need to nurture my own passions a little bit. But having said that, I'm very blessed that I get to do things that are passionate in my work and in my family. Okay. Well, that wraps us up and it's about 12.05 your time. You should go to lunch and catch a matinee. What do you say? There you go. There I want to see the movie about Churchill. I should go do that. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, thank you again for giving us uh, your time and taking us behind the scenes into the daily life that you live and the habits that you employ. Uh, Such a gift. Thanks for being here. God bless. Thanks, Kevin. That was just a joy. I hope you got great value out of it. Again, connect with Patrick at tablegroup.com slash hub and find his new book, The Ideal Team Player, wherever you buy your books. And folks, if you got value here in the show, the most valuable way to let us know is by leaving a review in iTunes. Please do if you have not done that yet. Coming up next in show 551, we hear a two-minute message from Zig Ziglar where he shares a primary therapy uh, a renowned counselor that he knows uses with people who have a borderline personality disorder. It's a prescriptive diet of positive thinking messages. Uh, from Zig's message, you got to hear, he really digs into that. It's profound. But from that message, we asked on Facebook at my agent K Miller page, where you're welcome to friend me and join in the conversation. We asked this question, what new knowledge has literally changed your way of thinking in the past year? incredible responses from real people like you and me that my co-host Michelle Prince and I talked through. Well, folks, till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.